What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all listen. Whew. This weather down here in Florida has been ridiculous. Like it's raining every day. But I think we're gonna get an early fall. Um I said, excuse me this morning. Who is a walking podcast? But of course this is Monday of all days that I'm on a podcast. But I decided to get up and take it out for a walk at um oh early thirty in the morning, three twenty five. And I guess it's because my rib has come out of place. So I need to walk anyway. Hopefully that'll relax the muscle or tissue in between. And it'll go back. But um anyway, so you know, this past weekend was my mom's birthday, Saturday to be exact. Um, the twenty seventh was her birthday. I can't remember what we had planned. Um there was some stuff we had planned for her birthday and um just kinda of fell through. However, I did notice that um we had a tree fall in the backyard. Was not what I was expecting. But it was old grandma tree. Grandma granddaddy type tree. It fell in the backyard. So of course my mind is like, okay, we'll go again with these darn trees. And so I didn't chart the time that the tree fell, but you know they kind of say trees are like people. And when a tree falls, they symbolize a person, you know, no longer being going to be with us. But I didn't chart the time. You know, I didn't think about the time. I was sitting at my desk in my office, and the dog was in my arms. And so I didn't really think about the time that the tree fell. But, um, yeah, the tree fell, and it kind of, Kind of got by me. Do y'all have any kind of superstitions in y'all family? Because some of the superstitions that they be coming up with be so off the wall until it's crazy. So ridiculous until it's ominous. <laughs> but anyway, so we spent, like my cousin brought my mom this, this red velvet cake. When I say this red velvet cake, so good. It is so good, so tasty, so delicious. And I happen to be a fan of red velvet cake. Um... So, and, uh, I've had the blue velvet, too. I love the blue velvet. Matter of fact, this girl that made, or this lady, that made the blue velvet cake in Palaka. So, that was one, one Thanksgiving that I enjoyed that, um, blue velvet. But the red velvet cake was so, it was so good. Um, pretty big size. It's in my refrigerator in the office. So, I'm like, yay. So, I'm excited about that. But, um, anyway, let's, let's get in here and talk about some stuff. And um, <laughs> chitting, chatting for a few moments, okay? Well, this is an episode of Synergy, the place where we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. Listen, I so appreciate appreciate you guys. I can't get my words out um, for supporting my podcast and being with me through season four. Um, I think I'm going to take season four through the rest of the year. I'm going to take January and February off um, before I go into season five, but we'll see how it works. It's normally I split my season and kind of take a vacation in between, but I just may end up doing the rest of the year because we're almost there, and there's no need to be splitting the season because I did do a season break. Yeah, I normally do 
like a season break, yeah, because I came through um, season three. Um, came through season three, and I don't recall, but I do remember I think it was like this year I took a, I did a, a break with season three, but I don't know how many episodes I did. But anyway, I think I'm going to finish up this series um, and kind of do my last episode of this series in December. I think I'm going to do that the last, that last week, that last Wednesday, um, in December. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that the last Wednesday, Wednesday in December. And so I'll have that episode, you know, then and I'll take my two months hiatus to kind of reboot, refresh, um, and kind of get my bearings too, because I'll be doing some more doctoral stuff. But anyway, good morning, good evening, definitely where you're in the world. I probably already said it before. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this podcast, guys. As you know, this is a walking podcast. We do walk for a mile. Um, one mile, one way means that's two miles in our walk. Um, so we walk one mile down, one mile up, and that is two miles. So we get our workout together and it normally lasts about 30 minutes or so so in the meantime this podcast may last about 25 to 20 or even less than that but anyway sit back and relax don't forget if you're cooking breakfast dinner lunch whatever you're doing don't forget to save me a piece of dessert and if you are getting ready to lay those babies down kiss them on the forehead or if you're going to release them for school kiss them and let them know uncle know uncle loves them uncle vj loves them loves them loves them and I'm praying their safety while they get their learn on. Um, if you're on your way to work, be safe. Enjoy yourself. Be careful because it is um, by the time you see this pod, this is this podcast. It's not going to be Monday anymore. So it'll be Wednesday, which is our hump day. But hope you guys are <laughs> have had a splendid week so far. Let's say that in advance because we will be um, <laughs> already to already be pre-scheduled for the podcast to be launched even though it's not going to be released. But anyway, y'all get what I'm saying. All right, so let's talk about something that's very interesting that we hardly ever discuss. And let's let's talk about belief. Um, your belief. And I'm not talking about people who are atheists or non-theatic people, um, I'm talking about those who do believe in something faith-wise. Um, believe in a higher power, a being that kind of sorts everything out for us, such as this world, such as everything that's on, going on in this world, um, or someone that believes that there is someone who's in control of the wheels. Like, we don't control... Um, in essence, what do I want to say? We don't, we don't decide how things are going to turn out, but we do control what we do. And when I say what I mean by that is we are the the determining, our behavior is a determining factor of how things will work out for us in the short term and the long term. And the laws of reciprocity do exist. But when we talk about belief, Many people have different beliefs and different um, faiths, um, but it does not excuse the fact that these different beliefs and these different faiths don't have a deity. The funny thing is culture, 
um, historical uh, historical upbringing. Um, it has a whole lot to do with what we believe and why we believe. It shapes who we are. It helps us understand our faith. It helps us understand why we have a particular faith um, and the purpose of that faith. Um, you have Buddhism, Shintoism, Taoism. Uh, you have Voodoo. Um, you have um, Judaism, Christianity. You have many branches of many religious systems. However, um, these religion is based upon culture. It's based upon deity and culture. So how my culture responds to or believes in or accepts um, who God is um, should not have an effect or an impact negatively or positively on the way you believe because what you believe is your way of your culture and what I believe is the way of my culture and what the next person believes is where their culture. Some people believe some people can be Methodist and could be Christians. Methodist or the Methodist movement is different than the Pentecostal, the Apostolic, um, just like the Methodist movement or the Pentecostal movement is different than uh, uh, Catholicism. Catholicism is different than Judaism. Um, they don't reference to who God is in essence to them or they as a group of people, um, but all started with someone differently. One, for Judaism is a way of life and a culture and a belief of a people. Two, Christianity evolved through the first bishop of Rome known as Peter, um, which was one of the 12 apostles, which I don't know how you make apostles a bishop in the Lord's church. But I digress. Because <laughs> the bishop is the celebrated deacon. Okay. <laughs> All right. So religions have a way of excluding or including um, groups of people, but it also has a way of being cultish. Number one, a religious system, I was always told, or someone conveyed this to me, that religion teaches brain, uh, that re Christianity teaches brainwashing, which it does not teach brainwashing. There's not one religion that teaches brainwashing because religion is based upon culture. It's based upon a cultural experience. Although Christianity, the religion of Christianity, um, originated um, through, and let's just be clear, Christianity is a religion that did start with uh, the Romans um, who did indulge in a lot of um, homosexuality and a lot of ungodly natures. Um, so when you look at the, the basis of Christianity, it has had its dirty inceptions of creating a whole mess such as establishing the days of the week after Norse gods and putting Sabbath Sunday, Sabbath service out of the hands of the Jews and making themselves dominant. Because you remember the Romans had an issue with Judaism from the beginning. And so they decided to, uh, Constantine decided to make uh, the Sabbath day a holy day. But it really wasn't established as a holy day, uh, well, not as a holy Sunday was uh, the, considered uh, the day of worship. But it really wasn't a day of worship from the beginning. It started off as a day of cleansing. You know, them folk didn't take no bath until on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, that's what they did. And <laughs> so 
that's that's what kind of caused the 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 branching of the 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 uh what well, say branching not even the branching the start of Sunday service because it was just the day that we were and plus it was Sunday the name Sunday came comes after so many names it's named for Amun Ra and so there's not a set deity uh for uh the sabbath day but the sabbath day is considered a holy day um it is the sabbath day and so sabbath day goes to judaism as a holiday so nobody decided to let's change or falter that or mess with that and they just left it alone it's the sabbath day they say keep the sabbath day holy and that's what they decided to do um is keep the sabbath day holy when you're gonna bother that we'll name, name, name all the rest of the days after norse gods well other than that we're gonna keep the sabbath day holy and that's that's what it done so when we look at religion, there's a wide debate on what religion is and what it is. Religion, number one, is not brainwashing because a great bulk of religious systems are based upon um, family culture. It's based upon uh, culture, um, such as voodoo. Voodoo has nothing to do with, uh, in essence, um, the start of voodoo was nothing to do with um, harming someone. It was nothing to do with white magic and dark magic it was about culture it was about culture and being connected to the the spirit realm and um relying on your ancestors to intercede for you uh, it's the same as you know we would do in in judaism or christianity when someone dies they intercede for you um, now some people will say well how does the dead intercede for you they're dead well let's just be clear some religious system believe that the body dies and the spirit lives on you know because the body is a shell but you are more than just the body you're a spirit and soul that is spirit and water and so because of that the spirit itself um lives on spirits don't die um they as some would say move on to the great great beyond or move to Valhalla or to you know the harem in the sky so when you look at the spirit realm itself in essence to religion we have to understand that um, number one um, Judaism teaches us one of the oldest religions it is um, besides that of uh, Neanderthal in the paleo age when they um, they begin to believe what they believe and let's not forget that the Greek movement um, Roman and uh, Romans in their Greek mythology, Zeus, Hades, Aphrodite, um, you have Hera, all the stories written based upon, um, based upon the, uh, oh goodness, what they call, I can't remember what they call right now, um, the uh, sons of Elohim, these were the, oh, um, uh, We'll go back to that in a minute. My mind drops a blank. I hate this concussion with a passion, y'all. So that's what I'm trying to reach a point. But so Judaism teaches, you know, in scriptures of the Bible, in the Holy Bible, it teaches us about those, the difference between those who are asleep and those who are awake. So in essence, the body has to return to the dust of the earth. The earth gets back what it essentially gives out, which is human form, human nature. So we can pause right there and think about Native Americans and how they honor 
the earth and they not worship the earth but they honor the earth she's a mother and they give back to the earth you know they believe in doing things sacredly as in when they're hunting or things like that they give back to the earth release the spirit back to the earth so when you look at um judaism when it and, and it talks about and christianity when it talks about someone sleeping sleeping means to rest the body itself rests it sleeps it decays it go back to the dust of the earth but the spirit and the soul lives on so because it's the spirit the soul is attached to the spirit it becomes one with that particular person so when you look at that the spirit lives on and it does um a particular job so when we look at the spirit realm where do you know spirits go back to where they come from they come from and some believe they come from god and some believe they come from other places so i will entertain you for a moment with this thought of it coming from god that's what my belief would be that it came from god and so because god is a spirit according to my my belief in um in the bible and so god is a spirit and because he's a spirit this means that um in essence it i return back to where i come from and whatever he assigns or decides for me that is what um that is what happens you know i may be a gatekeeper dope host <laughs> you know some people believe in reincarnation I don't believe, and it's not to fight against someone else's belief, I don't believe we're reincarnated. I do believe that when we do transition, that we transition into a much greater and much, much vital role. And we are able to do more in spirit form than we are able to do in our natural physical physique, um, walking among other people. Um, however, it's not an attempt to say, oh, we all just need to die at once. That would be insane. If we all died at once, then who would be, who would actually be here to make sure that people are, you know, prayed for, protected, and the babies, you know. So we don't want everybody to die at once because everybody serves a purpose. Everybody's here for a purpose and a reason. So when you look at religion, there's Abrahamic religions, which are um, Christianity, um islam and judaism and so um those were the abraham religions those are the religions that were given to god um given to abraham by god now christianity or any religion at any moment can teach you to do things that are deceptive and foul and crooked and crazy each any religion can teach you to be you know um kind of cuckoo so to speak some religious can brainwash you all the way through the post everyone has their own belief and sound interpretation of what the bible is or means to them um, however for those people or individuals that do go to church and have a pastor um jeremiah saw one thing clear and he you know he received it from God and he said that he, I'm going to give them pastors after their own heart to kind of lead these people. 
So God tells Jeremiah, before anything, I'm, I'm going to give them pastors um, because this is going to come the day they're going to need the leadership, the guidance, the structure. And so here we are some few thousand plus years ago, and we have these pastors. Uh, we have these leaders. And it's up to a pastor to this, to to be um, according to the scripture. He says, I'm going to give you pastors after your own heart. Here lies the issue that a lot of people have with pastors as it relates to controversial teachings and messages. When a pastor preaches on a topic that is insensitive to your your belief, you have to, first of all, be reminded of the scripture. And I, and I have to also do it, too. The scripture did warn us that he would give us pastors after our own heart. So understand and believe that there are pastors out here that will preach according to your heart. That will minister to you according to your heart. And there are pastors out here who will not do that. And they're just simply not your pastor. Because he said he's going to give you pastors. Or a pastor. After his own heart. And therefore if it's after his own heart. They're going to handle you. With his heart. You will know your pastor. Another scripture that I love is that they, you should know. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they won't follow. Let me tell you. You should know who your leader is by what they preach. If you are attracted to what they preach, then that's your leader. If you're not attracted to what they preach, then that's not what you're, that's not your leader. The number one sign is what I've learned is that people get mad with the way someone preaches and the things that they say. Listen, you have to be understanding and understand this, that who's called to lead you, help you grow spiritually, you're drawn to them. Those you are not called to, those that are not called to lead you and help you grow spiritually, you're not drawn to them. That's a major turnoff for you. That's a major letdown for you. So you have to go to those who, those who appeal to your needs, your desires. So when we talk about any faith in any religion, you have to appeal to, you know, go to that which appeals to your desires. What do you need? What's missing in your life? There's not one person in this world that does not need a faith. Um, I honestly believe that we all need a faith-based support system. And I'm not knocking against people who are non-theists and atheists and things like that. But eventually, one day, you're going to need to reach out for a support system that is not someone that is similar to you, but someone that's going to kind of kind of be able to pray you through some stuff. You know, prayer strengthens you. Not only does prayer strengthen you, it feels good to know that someone is praying for you and covering you in prayer. Um, when people remove their intercession from you, then you will know it. You will feel it. And you know that the feeling and the vacancy of an uncovered person, it feels bad. You don't have someone to really stand there and be responsible. You know, whether in, and what I mean by praying for you and covering you and interceding for you, this can be somebody just calling to check up on you and being, holding you accountable. And it's not about you being better than anyone or older than anyone or being, you know, people who hold you accountable make you responsible. You can be 80 years old and a 13-year-old can call you and say, listen, maybe you should have thought about this a little bit better, Grandma. Maybe you should have thought about this a little bit better. At any point in your life when you feel like that you can't be helped by anyone because of your age gap or whoever you are, something is wrong with you and you need help. Because we're in this, this world as a team. We may be divided, but we don't have to be divisive. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be destructive against the other person. You don't have to be nasty against the other person. You can actually be someone who actually knows how to work your village, who knows how to be comfortable, get along with your village, and be supportive. You know, we talked about community last week. But so understanding your faith, what do you believe? You know, not enforcing my belief on anybody else because you have the right to believe what you want to believe. This is life is about knowing who you are and what you want to do. Whether you want to believe in anybody or anything, maybe you have um, had some bad experiences in, in church. And one thing that I've had someone say is that church she, uh, teaches hatred and violence. But many of those individuals who read what they read didn't have proper understanding, didn't ask questions. It is so easy to become confused by what we read if we don't know what we're reading. To get an assumption, like I hear some people in the um, LGBTQ plus community who always talk about, you know, the Bible when it speaks to, you know, some Christians using the terminology of the Bible that man should not lay well his own kind, and you know, they and then they use the term, what about you Christians that eat pork and all of this stuff? Listen, I don't engage in that debate or stand on any side of the fence in the argument because, number one, the Bible is going to defend itself. I don't have to fight you. I have to love you. My job is not to hate anyone based upon their stances or what they believe and how they... That's not my position. My position is to love people because... Only only unskilled scholars would result to using food or using scriptures to hurt people instead of heal people. Um, number one, the Bible refutes us using abusive tones and being abusive and abrasive to people. And because of that, the Bible teaches us that we must love one another. But it teaches us to love one another as ourselves. And so a lot of times you have to question Love thy neighbor as thyself. <clears throat> I'm to love my neighbor as myself. But if I'm attacking my neighbor, that means I really don't love myself. So you have to expect, and this is what I want to tell people that, that are being abused verbally with people who love using the scripture to beat and batter them down. Anybody that beats you with the word, mistreats you with the Bible, they don't love you. And that's because they don't love themselves. So you can't expect them to love you. Number two. Any one of, and I, I want each community to realize that you can't use scripture to beat people there. You can't use scripture about food because the Bible nullifies that argument and that debate in the New Testament. He nullifies that debate, and not only does he nullify it, the Bible nullifies it before he can get to that part of nullifying. He says he didn't come to, he didn't, he came to fulfill the law but not do away with it. So, the scripture tells you that everything is blessed. That is, and once you bless it and pray for it, it's good to eat. So you got to be careful that you don't engage in these arguments and debates over particular scriptures about food, and because there are a lot of things that we we take into non consideration. Um, the Old Testament scripture is the Old Testament scripture. The New Testament scripture is the New Testament scripture. But we have to be mindful of that. Um, some none scholars like to use the, the the term of well what about y'all eating shrimp and all of this stuff 
that's been nullified. It's not been, it's, it's been, God has changed some things through the text. Um, but we have to search the text. You know, what is present is present and what is there is there. If there is an addendum to it, he made an addendum to it, meaning he changed the rule or he made it a better method for us to view or go or live by in the New Testament. So you have to look at um, look at all these things that we are um, we're dealing with. So um, when we deal with deal with um, when we deal with religion, religion can both be therapeutic, create community, or it can be toxic. It can be lethal. It can be dangerous. Um, we got to stop using religious connotations to destroy one another. And we got to start healing one another. I mean, first of all, one of the things that I, I saw this to be an issue, and <clears throat> I think where we have a lot of misconceptions is, is that the church is a God's idea. It's always been a God's idea. So he appointed pastors because that was his idea. And so there's a large divide, div division among the church. For one, we have the church and the LGBT community um, at debate and odds. And I'm by no means, listen, defending anybody here. However, this is what I'm saying. It makes for a group of a group or a society of people to go against an aged system that is over two thousand years old. Um, well, actually, younger than two thousand years old. But to go against this aged system, to try to get this aged system to accept, um, accept them for what they want to allow them to get married in their facilities, allow them to do all of these things. You have to understand the precedence that you're trying to set. Number one, when you try to get a system that is not bending, that kill, you know, this system does not wield and bend and move very easily. So what you, one thing you have to understand is this is that you can't get mad at the church for being the church because that's what it's designed to be, is the church. Just like you can't get mad at the Bible for stuff being in the Bible that you don't agree with because that's what the Bible is designed to be, the Bible. It's designed to make us uncomfortable. It's designed to make us grow in our soul in every aspect. That goes from living a certain type of way. Uh, that goes from being whoreish. That goes from working in all kind of darkery. The, the Bible is the Bible. And it is set there for a reason. Whether I like it, whether you like it. As a matter of fact, I love one particular scripture out of the Bible. It's so dear to me. And it said, let the word of God be true. Meaning that Bible. And every last one of us, liars. That silence is any debate over what's in there. Any any argument over that's what over there. Any argument over what's in there. So when we look at the the, the structure of religion itself. The church, Christianity. Listen, now y'all should have known <laughs> to go up and Christ, go up against Christianity. Talking about some marrying your lover in the church. Listen, 
I listen, the idea that you have and it's your heart's desire to do so, you got to understand this in an age old system. It's never been done before. It's never been seen before. And it's the church. It's supposed to be one of the most sacred institutions it is. Who holds marriage in view of male and female only? That has been their pinnacle principle for decades. So when you try to go up in there and they get mad with you, you can't get mad because that's been their foundation. That's been their foundation. And it's been set since for 2,000 years ago. You know, you don't see... You see DL through 2,000 years ago with the historical movements. So here lies the issue. It's not really, it's just a question. Why go to the church and not to the Buddhist temple, the Muslim mosque, Jehovah's Witness? Why not go to, to different religious groups? Because if you go to the church, it lets you know that you're Christian and you serve or have been brought up Christianity or, you know, Catholicism or Catholic or whatever, Baptist, Methodist, whichever one of the Christians, Christian branches you came up under. If that being the case, you know you're going to be crucified. You know you're going to be challenged. Why set yourself up for the debate, for the world to see that yet again the church is defending its institution? And its institution goes far beyond the, the building, uh, the age of the building. Before the first church was even built, it goes all the way back to when it was ministered, when it was established. So I think we have to reevaluate um, our, the options. You have uh, courthouse marriages. You have solid marriages with people who are men, ordained ministers under these uh, systems. You have notary publics who can marry. You have a different lot, a lot of people who can perform marriages. So, though I'm not defending the church, but the question I've always had this question is why do why why not challenge, you know why not try to get married in the different religions? You know what I'm saying? To a, a group, a religion group that is more favorable to to what you want or your views. Um, it's just like people who. Um, gamble why not go to a religion that is more favorable to your views um it's better than to sit in an organization or a structure where someone continues to remind you of what you're doing is sinful um though it's helpful i'm just trying to give you options because you're sitting in a place that you're not changing based upon what you hear but yet you're 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 taking what you hear and you're picketing and you're voicing your opinions and you're blogging about it. Um, we got to make it make sense. Some of the decisions that we make don't make sense because we already know that we're fighting a losing battle. You're going to always fight a losing battle when you go up against a religious system that does not agree with you. It is backed by age old. The religious, let me tell you something. The religious system is back, Christianity, number one, is backed by so many Christians that it's crazy. So if you make one Christian mad, one one Christian church mad, the whole, all the whole, the whole organization is mad with you. The whole structure, the whole religion gets mad with you. Then everybody wants to debate and argue about your rights. And the church is, the Christianity is, is, is really a difficult religion to, to, to maneuver through. And we have to be careful. 
because sometimes religion itself can be cultural and it can become where it's uh it's almost as um autocratic leadership and you have to be careful with that um that goes for leaders but listen for those of you who don't want options that want to marry who you want to marry, love who you want to love, if you want to love the pig and marry the pig in the backyard, whatever it is, do not go to religious groups who fight against what you want. Don't give yourself more problems than you don't need. Sometimes it's best to leave religion alone and just go do your thing outside of that because you create a war that doesn't make sense. Know these people going to fight you. Know they're going to give you problems. Why create a war that don't what you don't need? You don't need the headache. You don't need the problems. You don't need the issues. Every religious group has a viewpoint on life, liberties, and all of these things. But there's so much chaos between the LGBTQ plus community and Christianity. But I don't see any of them, any of the LGBT community going against um, Baptist people. Not Baptist, but going against Muslims. Why fight against an institution that you know just as hard-headed as any other institution? What is it about religions that... And here's the question. I'm, I'm going to get off here. What is it about Christianity that Christianity always take a blow because it doesn't believe in something? And I'm not protecting. I just have a general question. What is it about Christianity that's always taking a blow and always taking a hit when it doesn't agree? The sad part about it is, is that because Christianity has always been a type of religion that is kind of never agreed, yeah. then why do we even try to get them to be in when we know they're not going to? So what do you think, you know, for his religion, faith-based? What do you think about Christianity? Some people don't like it. Some people don't agree with it. But why challenge it why bother it why try to get it to bend to your will when it won't sometimes you just have to skip over it and go to the next find out where you are there's a many ways to many ways to to getting god and, and being in his presence you spanish they're centenarian but then you become a bruja um i'm spanish and portuguese so I know what that is. <laughs> I know what both of them are, centenarian and what a bruja is. But um, a voodoo, which is a way of life. I don't know. It's 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 something to think about. Religion is 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 a lot, and it does not teach brainwashing. You know. Religion does not, Christianity for one doesn't teach brainwashing. For you to be brainwashing means you have to be acceptable. You have to accept what is there. Um, and to be brainwashed, you, you really have to be just really engulfed in. And so I don't believe Christianity teaches brainwashing. I don't believe any religion, te religion teaches brainwashing unless it's cult based religion. And a lot of religions are not cult-based religions, but if you're in that Jim Jones type situation, then that's cult-based. Drink the juice. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the family members. I didn't, I'm not trying to be funny or anything or offend anybody, but yeah, they did drink the juice. 
But it's something to think about. I don't know. Um, religion is religion to me, you know. And I'm not telling you to try Christianity. I'm not telling you to try Judaism. I'm not trying to tell you to be a Muslim. I'm not trying to tell you to be a Voodoo and Voodoo. I'm not telling you to practice Santeneria. I'm not even telling you to be a whole Bruja out here. Or be with Loa or mess with Loa or Legba. Or be, you know, mess with Grishas. You know, I'm not telling you to be Rahim and Grigri, babe. I'm just telling you to find your tribe. Find your place. Find who you need to be. I tell anybody that. Stop trying to be who people want you to be. And find who you need to be. Find who you want to be. And when you find who you want to be, then maybe that's where you need to be. Maybe that will lead you to to, uh, to your high power, to your deity. Some may call them different names. Call them God. But, I don't know. All right, guys, I love you. And um, no affirmation tonight. Um, we did 30 minutes, 37 minutes. <laughs> All right, guys, I love you guys. Thanks again for watching or listening to this episode of Synergy, the place we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. I want you guys to have a blessed and prosperous day. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Kiss those babies for me and be safe. Think about, think about what you do. You know, you go into church and stuff like that. Ask yourself, why do you go? I know where I go. I know why I, I, I go to church. Um, and it's not because of how I was raised, because I did leave church for some years. I had to make a decision on my own. I had to have a come to Jesus meet for myself. You can't tell me how to serve God and how to, I got to figure that out myself. And sometimes that's what it takes. You got to find it out on your own, baby. So yeah, what does religion mean to you? Love you.